Welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This podcast is all about tabletop gaming in small proportions. Now, here are your hosts, Andy Lennox and game designer Jason Katarski. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. Con <coughs> crud. Ugh, gross. You got I'm, it? I get it. So did, I mean, did, did you it? get it? No. I think I'm good. We should not be recording so close to each other. Oh, no. That's not bad. It's not bad. Good, good, good. So, Concrete, if you don't know, it's the illness that gets passed around every convention that you hope not to get. That's why you bring hand sanitizer and drink lots of OJ. I view going to cons as like increasing my immune system, so this is just making me invincible. <laughs> totally, dude. That's a great idea. I believe it. I believe it. The more you go to, the more you resist the plague. Yes. So, uh, Gen Con, we did it. We did it. How was it? Uh, it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. So, I came in on Friday, and I got very, very little sleep for the next three days, and I hung out, and I, I played some games, not as many games as I want to, because that's the story of every Gen Con experience, is you never get to do as much as you want to, because there's so much happening, but I did get to see some great friends. I got to demo my game Fidelitas, which is still rocking on Kickstarter, um, and that, that was pretty well received, so I got that in front of some new faces and had a lot of fun with that. Um, but then when I wasn't doing that, I was kind of wandering around the hall trying to figure out what I could spend my budget on. And what I was going to bring home and playing a few games late into the night. I bought so many games. I bought too many games and I felt like I didn't buy enough games at the same time. <laughs> Dude, I, I hear you. I, I didn't. I don't feel like I bought too many games. I feel like I bought just the right amount. But I yeah. definitely felt like, man, I wish I would have been in there Thursday when all that stuff went on sale. Because I would have got this and this and this and this. <sighs> but that was good that I wasn't there on Thursday when that stuff went on sale and sold out. Because I would have been in trouble. You would have bought a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, I would have. <laughs> but like, one, a couple of the ones that I didn't get that were on my radar that I wish I would have was uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, which I know you picked up. Yeah, I got that, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll play it. We'll, we'll play, play We'll play lots. It'll be awesome. It's and so fun. The other one I didn't get was uh, that looked cool, and I heard it was light and fun, and it was about the right amount of time and, uh, for me and my tastes was the, the Night of the Grand Octopus from Yellow, like this little bidding negotiation game. Really? I see, I've seen people's pictures of that in their Gen Con hall and their twi- Twitter feeds, and I, have no, I did not hear about it while I was there at all. It looks super cute. Well, it was sold out early. I saw the demo uh, copy. It's like this thing where you have the elder gods and you can send them to a specific location and you're trying to get a token from four different locations right and then you bid on them sort of simultaneously you you pick you have this cool little dial really nice components and yellow does that yeah yeah you have this minion and like it does a super thing and like if you're on the same spot as somebody else you have to like negotiate between them who's going to get the thing and if you can't agree nobody gets it so there's a little bit of negotiation there's some blind bidding which are things i like and the art you know because it's yellow is beautiful of course but i heard it was pretty good it was kind of light somebody said you'd enjoy it with your family you know and i'm like (laughs) well perfect that's perfect for me but i can see how like my more intense gamer friends like maybe not be as excited about that um so that's that's kind of what I didn't get. I almost didn't. I get... didn't. I didn't get Samurai Spirit. Oh. I messed that one. I think I walked into the booth of like twenty five minutes too late. Yeah, that's the Antoine Bowser one, right? Yes. So this is a cooperative game where you're playing samurai. It's sort of like think of if you've ever seen the movie Seven Samurai. It's that except for your samurais go into beast mode. <laughs> yeah, dude. The art on that game is it's awesome. amazing. It's so it's cool. these cool looking samurais. 
Then you flip it over, and it's like, I'm Borman. I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm totally awesome. I got these, like, fangs, and I'm gnarly, and yeah. it looks so good. And apparently it's very, very difficult, but I, our group really loves cooperative games because we spend a lot of time, like, we spend a lot of our time playing on the both ends of the spectrum. Super competitive head-to-head games and then cooperative. Like, we don't, we don't really go in the middle very much in, in my one game group, so they yeah. would have loved that, and I missed it. That's sweet. Yeah, it, it, it looks sweet. I was bummed I didn't get to play it. I, I didn't get to see it on the shelf. It was gone. But it'll be back. It'll be its Bowser. They're, they're going to print the crap out of it. And yeah, everybody's yeah. going to get one. Then the appealing thing to me is that it's one to four players. So it's one of those one of those games. Like it's, I know it's a little heavier, so I'm not going to bring it out a lot with the wife. But, like, hey, if she's it out of town or bored. Like, I watched, like, like, an overview, and it looked really just straightforward. Like, but hard you hard. draw a three, and the three does this. And you put it here, and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. I'm into it. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll be into it. Cool. I want to I want to play it real bad. So uh, I almost didn't get. So those were our regrets. Our regrets. Yeah, I almost didn't get Diamonds by Mike Fitzgerald, which that would is have a been tricky. Dude, it would have. And the reason because it was sold out. But then I was like, oh man, I was bumming out one night. And my good friend Dan Hall said from the League of Nonsensical Gamers said, well, you know what? Like, I'm not desperate to 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 play mine. Like, I know I'll get it eventually. Why don't you buy mine for me? And I was like, soul! What a guy! I know, so, uh, yeah, I should probably PayPal him, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming soon, Dan, but thank you. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but I'm really stoked about it, because yeah. it looks beautiful. Um, Chris Kirkman and Dan Patrice uh, from Geek All-Stars and Dice Hate Me kind of said, that might be the, the game of the con for them. And uh, Yeah, and it's yeah. trick-taking game, and I love trick-taking games. And they said it's game of the con, and they're I heard super you can gamers. play three teams. Uh, yeah, like you can a play six yep. player game with three yeah. teams. That two to six players. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. That would be fun. Yeah, so looking forward to exploring that more. Um, my wife surprised me the day before I left because she went out. Of, she went out of town to Grand Rapids, and she came home with a copy of Lost Legacy, the Starship, for me. Oh, nice! So I was stoked because that was on my list. We were like recording the night that like uh, oh, about that's our, right. what we at Gen Con, and I was like, I want Lost Legacy, and you my wife comes home and she's that. like, Look what I got you, and I'm like, You're amazing. <laughs> So, I, so I picked up Lost Legacy and Lost Legacy The Flying Garden. Yeah, I picked that up too. At after, after the con. And so the, the idea here is that they're, they're the similar games. They play similarly. There's the powers on the cards are different. But you can like swap out the numbers. So I can swap out the zero for the zero in the other deck. Or I can swap out the sevens in one deck for the other deck. So you can change what the powers do a little bit. And then the other variant is you can just mix both the decks together. So we were so as soon as I got them both, I'm like, let's do this. Mixed both decks together, dealt them out. I was eliminated on the first turn, <laughs> and then Brutal. and then my friends ended up going back and forth, going, "This is boring. This is boring. This is boring." So my suggestion is play a lot of the game with one deck first. Yeah, I I, I played a two player game with Chris Kopak the first time, and we played a couple games. I think two or three games back to back, and. And um, we didn't ever get to this part. So the game is a lot like Love Letter, right? Where you're, yeah. where you're um, play a, you draw a card, draw you play, play a card, one. and what you're trying to do is discover the lost legacy or not get eliminated, right? Yes. The lost legacy is the five, and it's a card that is supposed to be a spaceship that's hidden and it's a mystery and it's awesome, and you win if you find it. Well, you can win um, if you find it from somebody else's hand with a certain card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're the only one left who doesn't get eliminated. So we we got we did that and we kept either eliminating the other person or finding the lost legacy with the specific card that lets you win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we never got to the second part of the game, which is the um, the investigate phase, 
where the person who then has the then whoever has the lowest card, you say who has the one, or and they just speak up and they get to choose either one card in somebody else's hand or a card that's face down on the table, which is called the ruins, to try to find the lost legacy. So we never got to that second half of the game. Yeah, but we we did get to it ton, uh, tonight at our game night and. It, it's kind of neat. Like, uh, so you have to track this card and figure out where it is, and like, you want to not give it to somebody, but like, yeah. if you give it to them, you know they have it, and then you can watch them. And, and it's got some neat, some neat stuff in there. Um, it's really quick, like love letter. But I don't know. I don't know if I like it better, but I might like it better. I we had a couple moments where I like put the lost legacy on top of the deck, so I knew somebody else was drawing it, and then yeah. all I was trying to do was like sandbag and get a low card so I could figure out where it was, and it felt a little bit more strategic in that way. But then he like ended up giving the card back to me, and it was a really funny moment. <laughs> but um, I I feel like yeah, that's like like love letter. Three or four players is essential. Yeah, it, yeah. Like two players, it's meh, and like. Don't mix those decks together. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah, you know we um, we we had this uh, this cool this cool moment uh, that I forgot about. <laughs> I was going to talk about. You but... think because I need to talk yeah, about t- this talk game. more. Okay, okay. So, game of the con for me is not even a game that came out at the con, but it's Las Vegas. Have you ever heard? Oh of my Las gosh, Vegas? dude! Rutter Did you guys? Dorn, I own this game. Uh, it it is... was nominated for the Spiel two years ago. Was it? It was, but it didn't win. It is the stupidest, most fun game you will ever play in your life. Yeah. Uh, we we played these giant like eight player games at the awesome. bar and at the con with Chris Kopak and uh, Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback and like. Everybody, uh, my friends Toby and Scott were there in the first game, and uh, who else? Who was in that other game? Uh, Brian Fromm? Oh, yeah, yeah, Fromm. He, yeah, he's, he was doing all... So, here's the game. There's six piles, and each one is a casino, and you deal out money next to each casino, and it, it can vary. And you roll your dice, and you pick one number... Out of all your dice, so say you roll two sixes, two fives, three ones, so on and so forth. You pick one of those numbers and you have to place all the dice showing that number on that casino. So roll a bunch of dice and I have three ones, I have to place them on that casino. That's it. That's what you do every round until everyone's out of dice. Whoever has the majority of the dice on each casino gets like the highest valued money next to it. But if anybody's tied for like... Like, if I have three and somebody else also has three, we're out of the running, and whoever is next has, like, the, the most. And this, that's the whole game, and that's all you need, because that is the, like, we, when you, you feel like you have a lot of agency in this game, you roll the dice, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm going to strategically pick this one, I'm just going to do one at a time, or whatever. And then it gets down to the last die roll, somebody rolls, like, three ones, but they, you know, they take your, it's, it's you get all super involved in everybody's die rolls, and then it just blows you out of the water. Absolutely. And it's so dumb and fun. You know, it, uh, that was Chris Kopak and I had this like long running, <laughs> like he's my he's my current con nemesis. Like me and him are bitter enemies in con <laughs> games from now on because of this game. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I really love that game. I think it's really fun. But I've played it with a few groups. That aren't as enthusiastic as I am, you know. Like, and this, like, it's it's a dice roller, and like, there's a lot of luck, but there's some cool choices in it, and there's some great like stand up kind of aha moments. 
and I wait for those in some games, and they just don't come. And I'm like, do you guys not see how fun this game is? <laughs> and, like, and I can't force them to be as enthusiastic as I am, but I'm just like, this is good. Like, this is do you know how stuff. much is riding on this roll? Do yeah. you know how much is riding on this roll? <laughs> At least ninety thousand dollars. I feel or like a million or I don't know. I feel like well, we both of our games we played with like max number of players. I think it was like eight players. Yeah. Both games. And they're I think, all people that were there to have a good time. It was probably late or something too. Like yeah, that I, adds to it. Having the right group and that's so like I wouldn't play it with less than six. Yeah. Just because I mean I'm sure it's still fun, but. That many people all standing around yelling at dice is it's always sure. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so here's here's my my game of the con that I actually played at the con, uh, and it uh, I don't think it surprised me because I've been waiting for it for a while, and that was Camel Up. Yeah. So the cool thing about Camel Up is you know it won the Spiel des Jahres this year. It was the German game of the year. It's the only one I hadn't played yet. And I, I didn't expect it to win because I thought Splendor was going to take it. And Concept is a cool activity, very creative, a very fun party game. But I just thought that they would lean towards this kind of simple Euro style, you know, gen, gem training, trading economy game, you know. Yeah. But I tell you what, now that I played Camel Up, like, I see it because it's has so much of more of a family appeal to it, right? So mm-hmm. in Camel Up, um, which was totally not even going to be at the con. Like, I, I, I had no idea it was going to be at the con. And Z-Man mentioned a month or so ago, hey, by the way, we picked this up. It won this field. It's coming out next year or, or later in the year. And then we show up, and I go over there just to check, and, like, boom, there's a stack of them in on day two. Nice. You know, so I was able to snatch it up before I even played it. But So the idea with Camel Up is it's a race game. And you're not racing as a camel, but you're betting on the camels. So it's kind of similar to um, Winter Circle, which is one of my favorite games by Reiner Kinesi. It's a really good horse racing game. Um, but in this game, what you do is you have this cool pyramid that's totally gimmicky, and it, and it makes the game so much more fun, but it's totally unnecessary. <laughs> you could have just, you know, had a bag and drawn dice out of it. But, like, this, this, this pyramid is cardboard, and you flip it upside down, and it has the dice in it. And you push a button on the side, like a little cardboard slider, and it opens the pyramid, and a, dice fall, a die falls out. And whatever color that is, that camel moves. And it's either a one, two, or three, because it's a six-sided die with two of each face. And... If you, if you choose to move the camels, you, you, you roll a die and the camel moves. But the, the cool thing about these camels is that if they're on the same space, you stack them on top of each other. So if you move blue, one space ahead where green is, blue is on top. And whatever's on top is also in the lead if it's in the front. Mm-hmm. So your, your four action choices are to either roll the dice or to choose a betting chip. Because once all the camels have, have moved, you score the leg. So you can kind of like... You, you take the color that you think is going to win that leg. And if you're right and they end up at first, you get five points. If you're the second one to take that betting chip, you get three. And then if you're the third, you get two. And if you're uh, if they come in second place, you only get one, one coin. And then if they're in third, fourth, or fifth, you pay a coin for being wrong. Bah. You lose. So, so you take a betting chip. Or you can place this cool little mirage tile or oasis tile that's double-sided. You place it on an empty space on the board. So if a camel ends its movement there, it either moves an extra space or goes back a space. And it pays out to the owner of that tile a coin for anybody who lands on it. Um, or, or the other action is you choose who is going to be the overall winner for the game or the overall loser for the game, and they pay out. So this game, we played it with four, and it was a, it was awesome, right? And it's a little bit gamery because you can kind of manipulate and, and play the odds and be like, well, this one can't move, so this one's definitely going to win. This one's like 50-50 going to win, so do I go now and grab that five chip? And you can kind of like 
figure out the system a little better. And it was it was a great experience, and it takes thirty minutes. Well, we played it again with seven, and it was a little more chaotic, a little um, a little harder to really be sure. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, it, it's a great family game because you can just kind of like just guess on some stuff and have some fun. Um, but it still lasted only about thirty thirty five minutes because the camels only have to move around the track once, and the game is over. But the art is totally cute. And it's a simple game. You get one choice per turn. There's four different choices. And it creates some fun moments. Like when the camel like hits that tile that sends them back yeah. one space. And they end up underneath a pile of yeah. camels. And they go from first place to last. I was it's trying so to teach Imperial Settlers while you were playing this. And it, was, it wasn't <laughs> working because you guys were like screaming and yelling. Yeah, it was too fun. Uh, so that was my, my game of the con. And I think a worthy winner for this year... First Spiel des Jahres, which was the German game of the year, which is essentially the, the the best family game to help introduce people into the new hobby. I think they, they nailed it. My surprise game of the con, so there's a lot of games I knew I would like going to the con, like Sheriff of Nottingham. Saw how it played. was pretty sure I was going to oh, yeah. love it, and I love it. But the surprise game of the con, I didn't even buy it. it. It didn't, I mean, it caught my eye, but when we played it, it was I was sort of blown away. It's called Shinobi Clans. So I guess this was, I didn't know much about it. I didn't know anything about this game going into the... Yeah, I, I knew there was another game with this, Shinobi Wata, which is a yellow game that I played at Origins, and I thought they were somehow related, but they're they're not. No, and, and this game is slightly over a half hour for for maybe like a three, four player game. I'm interested. Um, but <laughs> in, in the... Okay, so let me start with the art. The art is gorgeous. It's who, sort of who like... this game? I couldn't even tell you. Okay. I should have looked it up on Board Game Geek. It's all right. You guys go they, to Board Game Geek and find out who designed this and So, it. yeah, it was funny because it was their only, like, tabletop card game or board game. They also made, they also made like, an RPG that looked kind of cool. Cause huh. they, yeah, but this is just, like, this one thing, other thing that Sweet. they did. The box is, like, matte finish with certain parts of it are shiny. So it's, like, super nice looking. The art sort of reminds me of, if you've ever seen the anime Ninja Scroll... Oh, yeah, it yeah. looks sort of like that, but if it was watercolored, it's like wow, really beautiful art. Uh, so the way the way the game plays is you deal out um, two cards per player in the middle, face up, and then you draft cards and you snake them. So like the first player draws one and it goes all the way to the last player. The last player draws two and then it goes back. Everybody gets two cards. You do that until everybody has a ten card hand. So you can kind of watch what people are taking. Um, oh, I, I skipped a part. The first thing you do is you deal out uh, three targets. Okay, so there's there's an old there's a old ninja master, there's a Ronin, there's a Daimyo, there's like the leader of a clan, and you deal out three of these people, and then you deal um, rewards on each of them. So there's like a bounty on each of their heads. Um, the the targets have a defense value, and then how much money you get if you kill them. And then the rewards have a uh, amount of money you get if you save them, and then more money if you kill them. So it's always more valuable to kill a target than to save them, but it's a little bit easier to save them because they have built-in defense. So you deal out this, these uh, targets, and then you draft cards, and then after you have a hand of cards and you know what the targets are, you have a stack of chips, and there's a chip for each target, and there's one for killing him, or the, and there's one for defending him. So you secretly pick two goals. I want to protect the old ninja master and try to kill the, the ronin. So you pick those, and then you just take turns playing cards. Uh, you play the, the, there's five different cards. There's defenders, 
like which are personalities who can defend the target. There's assassins who are trying to assassinate the target. There are like special cards that like dr- like disappear in smoke and smoke bombs that let you draw more cards or draw cards out of somebody's <laughs> hand. There's um, special cards that like manipulate the pile of cards that you're going to be playing, which I'll tell you about in a second. And then there's weapons. Oh, there's six kinds of cards because there's weapons, which you. Uh, increase the ability of the defenders of the assassins and then there's meddlers who kind of change the value of of the target so there's like a secret lover who increases the value of defending somebody but then there's also (laughs) like a spite spited lover who like increases the value of killing him (laughs) (laughs) so you you play cards any cards that are personalities you play on top of the target that you want them to 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 plan and we just go around, but we're playing face down. People don't know what you're playing. Weapons have to be placed on either one side or the other, one side being that you want to assassinate, the other side being that you want to defend them. And then you play all these cards. Some cards will make you dislike. And then once all the cards are played, you reveal them one at a time. You kind of like separate all the dudes into like whether they're attacking or defending. You tally it up and see who wins. Um, some of the cards will make you discard cards that other people played. So like the, when we demoed this game, I wasn't super in love with it, but my buddy was like, ah, it's 25 bucks, I'm going to buy it, it's fun. And, and I, I thought it was cool, but we played one round. We played again later, and we played two full games of it, like right in a row. And it, got, it plays super fast, but there's so many mind games going on during that game because you can watch every card that somebody's like drafting. You can, like, all the values of the guys are different and you're like, Oh, like this guy's really valuable to kill. So everybody's going to be trying to kill him or are they, there's a lot of like Mm. second guessing all your opponents and it plays super fast. Sweet. dude, This sounds awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm Shinobi clans. I I need to get my own cops. Shinobi clans. I need to get my own copy of it. Yeah, dude. I want you to. Cool. (laughs) So here's my, my surprise. And maybe it doesn't sound like much of a surprise because you guys who've been listening know that I'm kind of nuts for dexterity games. <laughs> but I, I missed this Kickstarter, and I even hit the remind me button, and then I didn't check my email in time. <sighs> but speaking of nuts, I'm nuts for dexterity games. It's Coconuts that made a game brought over from Korea board games. And this game is ridiculous fun, dude. Uh, you kept hitting me in the back of the coconuts <laughs> We <earlier>. did. We <laughs> did. So it's got, you got these cups in the middle of the table, and you have a monkey that blinks little coconuts. He's like spring-loaded, and you just like cock it back like a little uh, catapult. And he throws this little rubber coconut, which may be a monkey flinging poo in its original version. <laughs> but it's coconuts. Yeah. So, um, and you get it in the basket. You get to take that cup and put it in front of you. And um, what you're trying to do is build a pyramid of six. So you, you build the space level of three and then two and then one on top of it and you win. Uh, there's red cups and yellow cups. If you get in a yellow cup, you get to take a second turn. And then once they start kind of going away from the pile of cups in the middle, you're aiming at other people's player boards because you can oh. steal their buckets. And, dude, it's stupid fun. It's awesome. I played it with my five-year-old. I played it at the con with uh, hanging out with Brandon from Blue Orange a little bit and, like, some other guys and it, it was so much fun and then played it again at game night like it's a hit dude it's like a loop and louis kind of hit like just ridiculous fun so simple you wonder why somebody else didn't already think of it so like <laughs> I, i'm glad that i was able to snatch that up because I, I came home from work this week and yeah. like after i first taught it to to claire and like the first thing she said the next day was like dad let's go play coconut <laughs> so she's she's into it so that's a big win for me 
But you know, hey, we could talk all night about because we went to Gen Con and it was great and there was so much to do. We could talk all night about it, but it is there was time. talks we went to. There was other yeah, games we podcasts. played. I wanted to talk about Doomtown. Doomtown, so good, but we just we just don't have time. We We're already time. three minutes over because we want to honor the name of our show. Twenty minutes of ish of filler <laughs> as much as we can. But we hope you guys had a great time at Gen Con. Why don't you tweet at us and tell us what your highlights of Gen Con were. Um, you can find me at Jason Kotarski. I'm at Andy underscore Lennox. And hey, check out more cool podcasts. If you want to hear more great coverage about Gen Con, check out the Happy Mitten podcast. Check out uh, the Geek All-Stars podcast, which are Secret both Cabal. a part of... All, they're all those that are a part of the Dice Tower Network, and you can hear great podcasts at Dice Tower Network. Until next time, we hope you get out there and play some great little games.